0: tonight? You guys doing all right? All right. Uh, My name is Ben Post, and I lead the Young Life College team here at Grand Valley, and there's a few of you that are excited about that, so that's nice. Uh, All right, what do you think is the most common type of conversation that we have in our culture? What What do we like to talk about? We like to talk about food. Okay, that's good. What else? Sports. We like to talk about sports. What else? Politics. Politics. What other icebreaker type questions might we ask? How busy we are. Busy we are. That's also a very good one. What else? What's your major? That's a very common one we ask here around here. What about like just trying to strike up a conversation with a stranger? Current events. Current events. What? Who said weather? Yeah, alright. See, I think, <laughs> I personally think that Talking about the weather is the most common conversation that we ever like to have, right? We like to talk about the weather with our friends, with our family, even strangers. We can strike up a conversation with strangers if we want to talk about the weather. And it's usually either, "Hey, we're really excited about the weather," like I am right now. Give it up for the (laughs) 80 degrees in October, yeah? Or, or it's this absolute disgust. I can't believe we still live in Michigan. This weather is horrible, whatever. We're either really excited or we're complaining about it, right? Even if you're studying English as a second language, they often tell those folks who are trying to study English, hey, learn to talk about the weather. Because English, here's actually a quote from a website. English speakers love to talk about the weather. Learn the proper vocabulary and expressions, and you will find it easy to start a conversation anytime and anywhere with anyone you meet. That's, that's good advice, right? So tonight, I thought it would be a great idea to talk about the weather with you guys. Does that sound like a good idea? All right, so you're like, well, I don't really know about this guy. Uh, all right, I got to show a video to kind of kick off this conversation. Whoa, that's a full rainbow all the way. Double rainbow, oh my God. It's a double rainbow all the way. Whoa, that's so intense. Whoa, man. Whoa. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh It up for the double rainbow video! Who, who here has seen that video before? Alright, that's good. Uh, the first time I saw this video, I personally laughed really, really hard because I thought it was really funny. There's other people who are like, I don't even know what to do with that video. That They can't even laugh because it's so weird, right? This video has almost 31 million views today. It's a lot of people who are pretty fascinated with this video and I'm trying to still figure out why. Um, mostly I think it's because it's so weird, right? Like, woohoo! Yeah, a rainbow! Whoopee! Right? Like, what? what is this guy on? We don't really want to know, right? Uh, anyway, so tonight we are beginning uh, a new series for our evening services on the book of Genesis. Alright? So Genesis is a book of Beginnings. We're going to kind of cover the next, the first 12 chapters in Genesis. So I'm going to cover Genesis, I'm going to start with Genesis chapter 1 tonight. If you do have a Bible with you, I encourage you to open it. And if you don't, you can listen extra carefully. Uh, Genesis is a book of beginnings. The word Genesis actu- is actually a Greek word meaning origins. Um, and Genesis, you know, begins with the story uh, of beginnings. So Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah, that's right. We, this, this verse encourages us to want to keep reading but we're not going to keep reading. We're just going to stay right in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and just kind of dive into that for a little while tonight. Does that sound okay? All right, so what I want you guys to do, um, I want you guys to kind of get in small groups just real quick, and I want you just to engage Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What words come to mind, or what questions might you have? On your mark, get set, small groups, go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What words come to mind or what questions do you have? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All right, Uh, I'm sure you guys are all really, really, really smart, and I wish I could have been in all of your conversations at the same time, but we're just going to have one big conversation together about this tonight. Does that work? All right, so the text starts out this way, in the beginning. This thing's not working anymore. I don't know what happened already. Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, In the beginning, it's just one Hebrew word, Bereshit, in the beginning. In the beginning? Who has questions here already? Uh, I've got questions. In the beginning, what? In the beginning, when? In the beginning, how? How does this work? Just this phrase alone begs lots of questions inside of me. Unfortunately, we don't have the answer to a lot of those questions. Because this book, for whatever reason, decided not to try to explain the beginning. And even if it did, I'm not sure if my mind could actually fully comprehend what that really is, right? So it's just kind of fun to explore the mystery. In the beginning? Thankfully, the verse does answer the most important question. In the beginning, who? In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Only God existed nothing preceded him there was no conquest of other gods there's no my god is bigger than your god there's no sacred object or city from the which god came from in the beginning god the bible doesn't even try to prove that god exists it's just a presupposed idea and other ancient peoples actually had an interest not only in the creation of the world, but also in the creation of the gods. Not so in this book here. It's just in the beginning, God. He exists. What else do we need to know? I think the rest of this book is just kind of fun details. I think, I think the Bible could have stopped with those words. In the beginning, God. That's enough. Right? In some ways. In the beginning, God. And I think, this, I think this sentence helps us give an idea of who this story is about. And it engages me to want to keep reading. And so, uh, so we do read on. In the beginning, God created. Okay? Created. The Hebrew word is bara. Say bara. bara. All right. You guys are doing a good job. Say bara. bara. All right. This verb is of huge Significance, okay? It's used 48 times in the Old Testament. And God is always the subject of bara. No human is able to bara. No other gods, no other pagan gods are able to bara. Only God can truly create. I mean, I can form things, or maybe make things, or maybe draw things, none of those things very well, but I could, I could do that, but I cannot create something. I think there's something in this word that speaks about creating out of nothing, even. Right? In the beginning, God barad. So What? Why does this matter? Why does this matter if God created out of nothing? Because if something actually existed before God and God used these things that were already in existence, it could be argued that God is limited and that the only way he could have created the world is by these things that were already existing. But since nothing else was existing, God can simply speak and things happen and we live in a world that was created perfectly because of it. Isn't that awesome? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This phrase, the heavens and the earth, is kind of an ancient Middle Eastern figure of of speech expressing totality. So it's kind of like, the alpha and the omega and everything in between. Does that make sense? So in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and everything else. But it's obviously much more than a figure of speech because we're here today and we know that the heavens and the earth actually do exist. It's not just merely a figure of speech. Um, so since most of us live on planet Earth, Let's talk about Earth tonight first, shall we? Yeah, this is going to be a good time. What do we know about Earth? What do we know about Earth? All right, it's, it's round. The Earth's diameter is 7,926.28 miles, approximately. Okay? And the Earth rotates on its axis, right, once a day. Any idea how fast the Earth rotates? All right, it rotates 1,037 miles per hour. Yeah, that's moving. And not only does it rotate one time around every day, it's also orbiting around the sun, right? We know this now. We study this in science class. At 67,000 miles per hour. So the Earth is doing this at 1,000 miles an hour and this at 67,000 miles per hour. And we pay money to go to a carnival to ride a -a (laughs) tilt-a-whirl. We live on the ultimate tilt-a-whirl. Look at this lady right here, man. She's pretty excited. Yeah! What if we could feel that? What if we could feel that? What if we could feel we were going 1,000 miles an hour and 67,000 miles an hour? Some people, some crazy people will be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome all the time. Others will be like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about this thing. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Earth, it's a pretty cool place. It's a pretty beautiful place. I knew it. <laughs> the earth. It's a pretty beautiful place. The heavens. What about the heavens? How big are the heavens? <laughs> what if we tried to measure the heavens? Wouldn't that be fun? Alright, we're going to try that tonight. I need three volunteers. Come on up here. You don't have to do a lot. Just come on up. Three volunteers. One, two, three. Come on. We don't have time to wait. Come on. One, two, three. One, two, three. Alright, perfect. Perfect. Okay. So the Earth is the third planet from the sun. Near the Earth. Third planet from the sun. We're doing a good job, okay. The distance from the earth to the sun is approximately 93 million miles. Okay? So go ahead and, (laughs) yeah, you just go ahead and take a walk for 93 million miles. I'm just kidding, come on back, all right? We are actually gonna represent, we're gonna represent the distance of 93 million miles by the width of this piece of paper. Okay, so come on over, son. All right, that's 93 million miles right there. You guys feeling nice and cozy? Good. Okay, the distance to the next nearest star from the earth is, um, okay, so if this is 93 million miles. Go ahead and start walking out this way. And carry this with you <laughs> slow down slow down slow down uh keep going keep going okay and good right about there okay that's the distance to the next nearest star if this sheet of paper represents 93 million miles we would stack several pieces of paper, <laughs> at least nine, <laughs> 21, the distance of 21 feet, okay? Okay, so you're doing a good job. Go ahead and set the star down, and you're going to take a little walk, okay? The distance from the Earth to the end of the Milky Way galaxy is only 310 miles long. So go ahead and start walking 310 miles. Okay, I'm just kidding. That's actually the distance This thing's a little slow. From the Cook de Center to Sault Ste. Marie. <laughs> With each sheet of paper representing 93 million miles. Now, how, how far really is that? How far is that? That's really, really far. All right, give these guys a hand, huh? That's helpful. Thank you. That's wonderful. All right, and also for just some extra perspective, the earth's size in comparison to the sun right here. See that? And there's the sun in the Milky Way galaxy. It's the size of a pixel. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I'm not sure if this piece of equipment right here is very helpful in our task of trying to measure the heavens, is it? So scientists actually use a measurement called light years to measure distance. The speed of light travels at 186,000 miles per second, which means a beam of light can circle around the earth seven times in one second which is slightly more impressive and faster than a Justin Verlander 100-mile-an-hour fastball, I would argue, right? 186,000 miles per second. The Milky Way galaxy, which is pictured right here, is approximately, nope, just kidding. Going back, going back. There you go. Is approximately a hundred thousand miles in diameter. So, which means, not a hundred thousand miles, sorry, a hundred thousand light years. So if you were to travel a hundred and eighty six thousand miles per second for a hundred thousand years, you could cross the Milky Way galaxy. And the Milky Way galaxy is one Of approximately 200 billion galaxies in our universe. That's what scientists can best approximate. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if we were to try to measure the distance from the earth to the end of what scientists know as our universe. With each sheet of paper representing 93 million miles, we would need paper stacked for 31 million miles, which is a few trees, so we're not going to do that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And scientists are stumped. I mean, they, they, I think they're fascinated with all of this stuff, but they, they think there has got to be life on other planets. There's got to be other life out there somewhere. There's got to be. Why? Because this universe is way too big for just you and me. And to that I say, exactly. This universe is is way too big for you and for me. Because I don't think this universe was created just for you and for me. The universe is way too big if that's all its purposes. What if the primary purpose of the universe is to display the majesty? of the king and the creator of the universe. If that's the case, I think the universe is probably right about the, same, the right size. Right? It's got to be about the right size. I am, a, uh, I am a fan of college football. And I would like to show you guys a YouTube clip from a football game that took place last night. So go ahead and play that and then we'll talk about it. Now Miami wants to talk about it. Several of these pass plays in this last possession. The first one took 11 seconds off the clock. 11 seconds have resulted in incompletion. They have not managed to clock very well. But you, you can say that to Ja'Corey Harris. But if he can't find anybody open, he can't find anybody open. Let me tell you what has become open. This crowd that makes the task of Al Golden and Ja'Corey Harris that much more difficult. You lose a little bit of your composure and your focus and understanding of the down and the distance in the game. At this point now, they've got they cannot let the ball die inbound. Look at this. This is just spectacular. These people are losing their mind. This is beautiful. Virginia Tech has one defender waiting back at the 15-yard line. throws it underneath caught by Miller trying to stay alive the clock is at zero and Miller is down it's over Alonzo Tweedy made the tackle and Virginia Tech wins Those fans were going absolutely berserk, right? Could you feel it? Do you guys feel that energy? Do you feel the passion? Man, if those fans can get that excited about a football game, how much more? Could or should you and I be ecstatic about the King and the Creator of the universe? Remember that first YouTube video I played, the double rainbow? Whoa! Wow! And we thought he was crazy, but I think he's onto something. Not on something, onto something. <laughs> really? What if we were more fascinated with stuff like this than a football game? And what if that was obvious by the way we lived our lives? I love sports. I do. I love sports. But I want to act like this more. I want to be fascinated. I want to be awed by creation. In fact, Stacy and I were going for a bike ride today. And there was this tree that we were biking past that the top half was like bright colors and the bottom half was green. And so I thought, I I was like, all right, YouTube double rainbow guy, YouTube double rainbow guy. And so I did it. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, wow. (laughs) And then we biked. And then like two houses later, there's this guy like watering his lawn. He was like, what's wrong with that guy? You know? Nothing. Nothing's wrong really excited about what God has done and what he continues to do. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. This starry host by the breath of his mouth. Psalm 33, 6. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let them say among the nation, the Lord reigns. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. and By your will, they existed and were created. Revelation 4, 8 through 11. Holy, holy, holy. Worthy are you. created all things and by your will they existed and were created so next time someone wants to strike up an icebreaker conversation with you and talk about the weather maybe you could surprise them at how deep that conversation really could go i want to i want to close by praying together so i want to invite you guys to stand Invite the worship team to come up, and I want to. I want to pray this prayer together. I will. uh, I will do the first line with the leader, and you guys can do the response as the people. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, sun and moon, praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise him, and he above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. And he them and ever. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth. Let us praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above the earth and heaven. Amen.